All right. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to episode 58 of the T2's podcast. I am Nana. And I am Rose. And together we are T2's. Guys, it's not easy. Hey, <laughs> guys, it's not easy. Happy New Year, first of all. Happy, happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Um, yeah. It's so weird to say Happy New Year. Is it Happy New Year? <laughs> Girl, yeah. we in lockdown. We're back on Zoom. I know, we're back on Zoom. <laughs> new beginnings. What kind of new beginning is this? Bro, I don't feel like anything is new. Like, nothing about mm. this year is new. It's the same as last year. It's the same as March when we went into... It's almost a year since we went into national lockdown the first time. The first lockdown. And now we're in a second oh, national lockdown. I feel, I feel, I almost feel violated. I feel robbed. I feel betrayed. I just feel, I feel everything. I feel, and I am bored as well. So bored. The boredom I can't, I is can't doing my head. Tell in. you how bored I am. I can't tell you how bored I am. Like, I want to go out. I want to party. I'm sick of this shit. Like I'm actually sick of it. Mm. I'm I want to party. Mm. Like I'm, you know me. I don't even like partying that much. I want to go out. It's too much. I know. I know. Oh, I know, guys. Let's know how you're feeling. <laughs> we have to. You know, you have to laugh. You know what? Yeah. The other day, I was just sitting down, and I was like, I just, I just looked down, looked at my feet, and I looked to my right, and I just started laughing. I was like, what kind of life are we living right now? This is not a life to live. This is not a life Aye. to live. Like every, it's just, it just feels like it's not stable. It just feels like we just everything's up in the air. We don't know what's going to be going on like a week from now. Like it's just so like you can't plan for shit. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I just at this point, I'm just so over it. <sighs> over I'm, it. I'm so over it. Like, new Year's, like New Year's Eve, when I wasn't able to go out because of this new variant, this new strain. I was so annoyed. I was so annoyed mm. because usually, you know, New Year's Eve, like you go out, you party, you count down to, you know, and yeah. we wasn't able to do that. And it sucks. Yeah. We're in our local park looking at others do some fireworks. Exactly. That's what we was doing. That's the only bit of joy. I was just like, I just need some joy. I need joy. Yeah. I need joy. Yeah, no girlfriend. Oh, yeah. This is, we didn't get no, no, no New Year kiss. Nothing. No. I haven't no, even no one in this new year boy raw same here same i was i tweeted that i'm i might go to my girlfriend's house wearing gloves and a mask and i'll take off when i get to my room i thought you were gonna be there right now i'm surprised you're at home i'm taking it seriously i've yeah. made her take a test so she's she's, she's just posted it today mm-hmm. and then um once she gets her results then we'll see but obviously, yeah. like, obviously I live with my mom, so I don't want to risk that, you know. And even my mom was asking about you. She was like, oh, tell Rosie to look after herself. <laughs> That's what she was saying uh, yesterday. I would try, Sha. You know, because, oh, man. Anyway, happy new year, then, man. Happy, happy new year, then, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, so we have retired Snug Marina Void, guys. Happy yeah. Now, like... 
you know what? Yeah, it just, do you know what? The game is fun and we meant no harm. But sometimes when I listen back to our episodes, I feel like, oh, I don't really, I don't really enjoy judging people by their yeah. looks. Even though we meant no harm, like we didn't mm-hmm. mean any harm. Like it wasn't like that. We don't think anyone is ugly. We don't, it was just a fun game. But mm-hmm. it just, it, it did make me feel like, oh, we shouldn't be judging people's looks. So yeah, I'm guys, kind so of over that game now. We're over it. This is what you call growth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And we hope that you agree with us um, that it's just not a very nice game. So yeah, we're over that now. So we, we give us some ideas. Like we've been, we like um, this or that. This or that is very yeah. We do like, like this or that. Yeah, it's a good game. It gets like we we get to know our guests better when we play that game, and mm-hmm. we like this the what is it the humming is it the, the humming game. Yeah, the humming game, yeah. Which you you are so bad at. I am fantastic. You are at the that worst <laughs> at this game. Like, but it's fun anyway. It's funny. Um, give us some more ideas, guys. Use the hashtag TT's podcast. Give us more ideas. What games should we play? Um, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So we're gonna get straight into the subject today, mm-hmm. and you know, with a new year, Christmas, and everything like that, people always feel like they need to come out to their family members because I guess it's like I don't know when it's New Year. I guess it's meant to be like a new chapter. It's a turning time. People get like this newfound confidence and stuff like that, and they just want to live a different version of their lives. I guess like a improved version, and people text and tend to think that coming out is going to lead them to some sort of freedom and stuff like that. And you know what? Sometimes it does. It, it does. does, especially like a mental one. Yeah. Even, even, do you know what? Even if it doesn't go well, it's still a burden that's been lifted. So mm-hmm. yeah, even if it doesn't go well, it's still a burden that's been lifted. Because remember, you're keeping this huge secret in and it's just like a release once you've let it out. But... Yeah. <laughs> having said that... <laughs> but... But... <laughs> having said that, I... I'm I'm being honest, I'm not being judgmental here. I think it's kind of nuts having all your family members in one place and then telling them coming out. Well not all your it might not be all your it might be just your, you know, your family, like, like your immediate family. Immediate family and not your extended family. But I still feel it's a bit and I'm not judging here and I'm not blaming here. I do think it's a bit it's a bit mad, you know. What do you think? Yeah. I definitely think it's a bit mad. I feel like but I, I, I do not I, I think it depends on um, Your family And how And what you know of them Because mm. I guess sometimes Yeah Let's say telling your parents Sometimes telling them In front of other family members Might protect you Because mm. you might have An auntie or uncle Or brother or sister Who would back you Whereas yeah. if you just told them One on one It might just be peak for you But I think it just depends On the family dynamic But at the same time I don't know I, think, I guess And also at the same time I guess telling everyone All at once Means you just have to do it once there's no like coming out to this person and comes to that like, coming out to that person. That's a good point. That's a good point. But it's just that like with family members that you think you know them, but they will surprise you. This is the thing. You're like, I've heard these stories. Yeah, like people telling their parents whatever, and they're thinking it's gonna go okay. Maybe you know it. it they won't like it, but mm-hmm. they will still love me through it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it doesn't go the way they, they thought at all it, it ends up like oh I didn't quite I didn't know this person as well as I thought I did yeah, and yeah. totally surprised yeah definitely I mean I feel like 
a lot of times, from what I've seen recently, because obviously, like I said, we are queer. We're on the queer spectrum on social media. We know queer people and stuff like that. And I feel like a lot of us have known people that have come out to their families in the past couple of weeks or we've seen yeah. it online. Oh, yes. And I feel like it's a trend, yeah. A lot of the time, in that for the first couple like hours, like or the first day, mm-hmm. I feel like the family are taking it in. And then how they feel about it comes out the next day. Yeah, yeah, yep. Do you know what I mean? It's like you see, you see like the tweet and it's like, oh yeah, I came out and you know, I feel so good. And then two days later, it's like, oh shit. Like hit the really, yeah. After the family members have processed it and then they are, it's just, bruv, it's a bit mad. One minute we're doing up, oh, congratulations, well done, so proud of you. And they're literally 24 hours later, we're doing, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Do you know what? It depends. Like, I feel like it's worth your peace of mind. But at the same time, yeah, like, you could be displaced. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's very, very hard to come out when you're still living at home. And Mm -hmm. I feel like you just can't, you can't compromise having a roof over your head. And obviously, like, and, and that's advice that we give all the time. Like, if anybody mm-hmm. asks us about coming out, we always say that it's best for you to come out when you've, like, you're not under your parents' roof. But ultimately, 100. it's your choice. Do you know what I mean? Ultimately, mm-hmm. it's your own choice and you do what you got to do. But, oh, man, it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. What did you, do you think it's a good, it's a good idea to do that while you're still living at home no no I feel like especially I do know do you know the ages I've seen people doing this year I think mm-hmm. are quite young and they still are um building themselves like financially getting to know what they even want to do like career-wise and stuff yeah. like that and I feel that that what you're building is worth more than your parents or family members validation of your sexuality mm-hmm. because at the end of the day what you're building is what is yours. It's what you have mm. and what your parents love for you. Whether your parents' love is conditional or not, for when which you're going to find out whether they accept you or not because of your sexuality, that has nothing to do with you. That's your parents. Mm. And like, so I feel like it's more important to hold on to what you have control of. Yeah. And there's no point in jeopardizing your future because if they let go of you, you still have a future. If you've built a future, you can fall back on that and go and do your own thing. But if your family are abandoning you and they've put you out before you've done all of that, then you're jeopardizing your future. Yeah. Because now I have to go and pay X, Y, and Z for rent that I didn't need to pay before. A hundred percent. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking that a lot of people don't actually pay rent at home. Like they might even pay like maybe bills or TV license or something small, but they a lot of people don't pay, especially like early 20s, like out, fresh out of uni or in mm. uni. They don't, they don't generally like pay bills and stuff. So it is like you're jeopardizing, you know, your fu- like your future. Not only that, like your peace of mind and your financial mm. stability and all of that stuff. Like you really, really have to think about it. Like, and even if you think it will go well, it's still a gamble. You just mm-hmm. never know. Mm-hmm. It could go either way. There's people that think it's going to be the worst. Mm, and actually, it turns right. out to be yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Like somebody we both know recently came out to their dad and oh, they yeah. were sure that their dad was going to abandon them because he was a Muslim guy mm. and everything like that. And actually, he was quite cool. Obviously, there was... He had questions. He didn't understand it and stuff like that. It and it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was never going to be. I accept you wholeheartedly. This. This. As a gay. Mm-hmm. But 
he didn't abandon his child. He's open to understanding it more. He's open to her happiness. And to me, that's unconditional love to me. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree with that. Speaking about conditional love, you, you're a parent. Mm-hmm. You're a parent. How does it make you feel when you, see, when you hear about these parents disowning their children because they're gay? Not that I'm judging. <laughs> <laughs> not that I am judging but I think it, I think it's I think to, do you know what to be frank it's disgusting mm. it's actually disgusting because you I don't understand how you can go through like having a child however you've decided to have this child yeah it's a process mm-hmm. and like throughout the process there's a there's a bond that you create with the, with the child and it's an I don't it's it's that bond yeah is life changing mm. and I don't get how all of that can be thrown out the bin because of their sexuality. Something so small as their sexuality. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something that's theirs. That's who they are. That's something they can change. And I don't think, like, I just don't think if you're a parent who's homophobic, transphobic, biphobic, any sort of phobic, you should be having children. Because mm. that means your love for them is conditional. Yeah. And also, it makes me also think what other things... Obviously, I feel like being gay and stuff like that is, like, the more outward things but what other things are there that means there's other there will be other things why you wouldn't love your child mm, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean mm. and it also leads me to think that did you have children for selfish reasons did you have children to validate something within on, only yourself mm-hmm. like when you were providing for your kids are you providing for your kids for your own salvation or what that's what it makes me it makes me look at mm. and that's selfish I think that's selfish I think that you should have kids because you want to give life mm. do you know what I mean or you should adopt kids because you have um because you care for the well-being of somebody else's life or you want to make somebody's life better I don't think it should be, ever be for yourself for your own self-validation reasons because mm. otherwise it's going to be conditional <laughs> yeah it is it is conditional we're seeing a lot of that and we've, we've, we've always been seeing that but it's it's such a weird thing like because i feel like our parents gave birth to us and they had all of these ideas of how we not even how we'd be they have these ideas of what we of what they want us to be like mm-hmm. they they they've mapped out our lives for us like mm-hmm. 100% when they, when they give birth to us they map out our lives for us they're like yes this 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 girl boy is gonna do this 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 they're gonna be a doctor gonna be a lawyer gonna have they're gonna get married they're gonna have kids right, 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 right. as soon as you deviate from from their plan it's like that that is that is it that's when their love becomes conditional mm-hmm. and it is the most selfish thing ever mm-hmm. i'm not a parent and you know but i am a child <laughs> of mm-hmm. a parent you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so I'm speaking from that point it's just like we as the children of people we look to we, we look to these are our people do you know what i'm saying these yeah. are the people that are supposed to keep us safe and supposed to love us you know through everything like m- m- when i think about my mom and dad i think about those are the two people on earth that i love the most even though they get my fucking nerves <laughs> and i just when i think about like ever being disowned from them them disowning me i i i don't think i can handle something like that i don't think i don't think parents understand how much of heartbreak it is mm, they don't put themselves in the in the child's shoes right it's hard and they think it's heartbreaking for them that their child is gay this one mm-hmm. one small thing one small thing of their identity they think it's such a huge thing but think about the heartbreak of like you disowning your child 
think about that mm-hmm. like i think about obviously we saw a tweet online and you know that was really really sad and i'm just thinking this person must be so heartbroken do you know what yeah when i saw that tweet i i just did my apology i told them where they can be able to find jobs and kept it pushing mm-hmm. but i didn't pass judgment on it because i've noticed, I noticed that the later i delete the tweet and mm. what like seeing so many people pass judgment on this person that you loved the mm. most even you probably still love them you even love them even though yeah, they disowned yeah, you yeah. and as your parent I was thinking not only are they dealing with the heartbreak from their parent disowning them for their sexuality but they're also not having to deal with thousands of people who are mm. passing judgment because that's what those people tweeting about it mm. that passing judgment on the fact that their parent had disowned them and it was I didn't see anyone that was signing the parent they always obviously everybody was against yeah, the parent yeah. but everyone's doing that based on something that you have put out there mm. so that's two things you're dealing with mm-hmm. so I was thinking this is like two different types of heartbreak like everyone's telling your your family doesn't love you and you're also dealing with the fact that they possibly don't love you at the same time like it's conditional at the yeah. same time yeah that, that, that part is definitely yeah that, that conditional part that's, that's a, there's a lot going on there mm-hmm. there is there is a lot going on there and like I, I feel especially in a pandemic you know it's the worst thing one of the worst things that happen in a pandemic I think I'm hoping that it blows over because you know sometimes you know people overreact do you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like I've been there where my parents have overreacted or my mum has overreacted even recent, recently apparently she was speaking to my uh, my bishop my church bishop Oh lad. This was a few I think this was like a, a maybe like a, a month ago or so, a few weeks ago, I heard. And so she's you know, she's still praying for me, it seems. Do you know what I'm saying? The thing is, I don't think your mum is going to stop praying for you <laughs> <laughs> until you have a child. I think when you have a child, you might must your mum might stop praying praying for you until I feel like if once you get married and have a child, I think mum's gonna be that's okay, there's no going back now. But until that, I think she's going to keep praying for you. Mm. The thing is, like, she kn- I feel like she knows that there's no, there's no hope. Like, I'm hopeless. I'm hopeless. But I think, I think she's doing what she thinks she has to do. She's doing yeah. the f- I think she thinks, like, she's doing the right thing. Because also, the news, remember, yeah, also with these parents, they have been taught a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be so hard to get them out of that way yeah. of thinking, unless they move mm-hmm. in. A di- like, my mum, because she, she works um, with the civil service, and she works with like social services and stuff like that. If it wasn't flat, my mum would be praying for me every minute too. I'm pretty sure she still does pray. Yeah. But like she wouldn't be as open arms as she is if yeah. she didn't because she obviously she deals with people that are losing their kids um people have lost their kids because um they can't accept their sexuality and stuff like that she's seen that work she's seen how the damage that it does mm-hmm. outside as a as an outsider mm-hmm. so that's why do you know what yeah. I mean so it depends like obviously your mummy has still got mainly got Ghanaian friends and stuff like yes. that so you know yes. what I mean she's not really out of that even though she's like at work she knows loads of gay people she was telling mm-hmm. me the other day like oh there's so many gay people at work but it's different when it's your child like it really mm-hmm. is and the thing is yeah I know loads of people including myself judging the parents but even with my own experience I've had to take a step back from judging my own parents do you know Mm. what I'm saying because at the end of the day as you said they grew up in a different time they grew up in like just a different they were just brought up differently Mm -hmm. and they wasn't exposed to gay people when they were growing Mm -hmm. up they weren't even as young adults they wasn't they wasn't exposed to them so like I had to take myself 
out of how I felt, my feelings, and put that aside and try and see. Because everything is about perspective. Mm-hmm. It's about what you see. And sometimes we just need to see what other people see and try and work with that. Like, that's, mm. the, that's the only way. But in the beginning, you're just angry. You're just angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mary don't accept mm-hmm. you. You're just angry. You're just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, mm-hmm. can't believe you're not loving me through this. You're a bad parent. And that's not always the case. Do you know what I'm saying? That's not mm-hmm. always the case. Like, your parents, they do love you. But we're human be- We're all human beings. Our parents are human beings do you know what I mean yeah. like they are valuable like they, they're, not, they're not perfect they're not perfect do you know what I mean the, no one is perfect and sometimes we have to take ourselves out of our feelings and try to see that do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying because I'm sure I, as, as a parent I'm gonna make m- some mistakes do you know what I mean like 100% it ha- it's just a learning thing but yes I uh... do you think that so your ch- if your child came to you and said to you, okay actually I, f- I know that you accept you if your child came to you and said they were gay or trans yeah, yeah. but what if how right now would you prefer for your child to not be gay no or to be gay or you don't mind I don't give a rat's ass because I know that I will I'm equipped to create a safe space for them Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of parents are like, oh, you know, I don't want you to be gay because the world is hard and harsh and gay people and it's a taboo, red, 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 red. which is true, which is va- like is, a, is you know is a valid concern to have. But mm-hmm. I just feel I just I just feel like I'm equipped to to provide a safe space for them mm-hmm. and to do the best thing that I can, whether it is you know going to school and telling them, look, my kid is gay, so you need to also provide a safe space, or my kid is trans, mm-hmm. you need to provide a safe space for them. And do whatever I can within my control to make sure that they're good. Mm. So I don't mm-hmm. really care. Maybe if you asked me a few years ago, I would have said, I don't want my kid to be gay. I probably would have said that. Yeah. I think that I'm, I still battle. Obviously, I'm always going to create a safe space for her no matter what she, what she um, expresses herself to be or whatever mm-hmm. she wants to do with her life and whatever stuff like that. I'm always going to support her. But I don't want her to struggle. Mm. I don't want her to go against like she's really going to be a black woman and I don't want her to add the fact that she's queer I don't want her to have the problems of the fact that she's queer on top of that as well yeah and that's the only thing that worries me but at the same time if but at the same time we have this podcast we are opening doors do you know what I mean yeah and and you know what the world is slowly becoming um better at accepting people like us Mm -hmm. and I hopefully by the if she was to say that she was queer by the time she's of age then she wouldn't have to face some of the things that we have faced that's the only kind of thing that I Mm. worry about for her but um but yeah if she said that she was queer then great do you know what I mean really me in it (laughs) (laughs) for real real, and but the thing is I know that say if one of like my nieces came and said that they were queer now Mm. because it's not my child I would it would be harder for me to be okay with that, I think, mm-hmm. because it's not, like, I'll be okay with it because I'm queer. But yeah. Because it's not my child, it's like, I don't know, everyone will look at me like, oh, this is your doing, like, you're to play. That's what I think they will look like, like with me, with Amariah as well. I've definitely think so. think, yeah. oh, 100%. Yeah, she, she copies everything that I do anyway. Mm. So, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, because she's your child, don't you feel. Like, even though they, they would kind of blame me, don't you feel like, okay, this is my child, so what? Like, kind of, thing. Yeah, 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 I do feel like that, but I just feel like they they would, I don't feel like people would take it, her, her take her queerness seriously because of that. Mm. I think they'll think that it's she's just copying me and it's not really queer. That's yeah. what I think that 
ignorant people or thing like that anyway that's the thing like a lot of people a lot of ignorant people do feel like if like we're making like us queer people are making more people quit <laughs> like, yeah it's just yeah. like but it's like you know the majority of people are sh- or straight well we don't know that for sure but i guess i'm sure the majority of people are straight and they make queer children yeah so this is it like when when i first came out or when mom first started to realize that i was dating gal she dated the girl that I was dating at the time mm. she blamed her she was like she's the reason why mm-hmm. but this is the first girl that she 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 clocked that I was dating yeah she was not the first girl that I dated I was dating and she was like it's her fault da, 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 da. go and live with her then it's always they always want to blame somebody yeah. else yeah, and they, I feel like that would be the same for her that like yeah. my family would try to blame me in, in, mm. instead that's a good point because even with all my all my like exes or girlfriends, people that I've dated, my mom's always not, not, not that she didn't like them. She didn't, she didn't even give herself a chance to like them. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like it's because she, <laughs> I feel like it's because she blamed them. Yeah. I was always the one that was pursuing the girls. Right. And I'm sure she knows this. Because I was this one's best girlfriend. So. <laughs> exactly. Like, do you know what I'm saying? It's like they always, because it's because they love us, like they have to find somebody else to blame or they're gonna, mm like they're gonna be shitty to us i think that's what it is mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying I think like, they are hilarious people is absolutely hilarious um <laughs> the, the amount of I'm, the thing is yeah, queer people are late so i understand why they want to copy that lifestyle way. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what we are freaking lit i'm not gonna lie yeah i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. to you we are freaking lit but okay so another question is we've seen that you know um they've They've blocked um, what the hormones. They like the horm- the hormone block. Oh, for um, under for kids for under sixteen. They've banned them for under yeah. sixteen kids, and it's not like it's banned, but through specific circumstances, you can go to the court and you can get it. I think it's dependent on each case. Um, but what do you think about that? Because um, okay, so I would I again as parents, yeah. Not, Authorize. Well, I would prefer yeah. my child to take any sort of hormone um, effects and stuff when she's an adult, mm-hmm. just because a lot of these things also affect your mental. Mm-hmm. And to me, like my child is always going to be. The, I think everyone is only the best version of themselves if their mental health is fine. Do you yes. know what I mean? Absolutely. And I would hate to encourage her or um, assist her in in altering that when she isn't when she isn't fully developed mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and um but at the same time if it meant saving her life then mm-hmm. it's something that i would authorize mm-hmm. at the same time so i think there should be an option for parents to authorize it but making it through the courts not every single parent is going to have accessibility to that mm-hmm. so i don't think it's fair mm-hmm. i think there should be maybe a different way but at the same but I do think there should be I do think there should be stricter measures on on how it was given out before. But I don't think it should be to this. I don't think it should be this extreme that now you have to go. That it's just banned. That you have to go through the courts. I don't think it should be this extreme, just because. Like I feel like whenever we talk about um, hormone things that affect people's hormones and stuff like that, yeah. I think everybody always leaves out the side effects for your mental health part. Mm-hmm. And that's even with adults, even adults who are taking, who are on tea, who are on estrogen and stuff like that, to help them transition. A lot of these people have mental health problems, mm-hmm. and 
nobody like talks about that everyone talks about their mental health problems before they took the tea but yeah. no one talks about like the mental health problems they have when they're actually on tea and on and on estrogen yeah. and I definitely think that's something that as a queer community and um that we need to speak about more 100 percent. like i've seen a few youtube videos on it yeah and but there needs to be more yeah i agree with you what, what do you think about because i'm just going to play devil's advocate here yeah what do you think about you know a young person who is whose mental health is poor because mm. they're not in the right body and then these, yeah these hormone blockers will help them feel a bit normal as a parent, I feel that hundred percent. I will do everything, mm-hmm. as in getting them a therapist. I, I even right now, Amara hasn't got any mental health stuff, but I'm looking to get her therapist because mm-hmm. I just feel like everyone should have therapy. Yeah. She, like, and I'd rather have therapy now than have therapy when it's too late. Yeah. So I feel like getting, um, uh, having. I'll just do everything in my power. And then that would be, but that would be my last. That wouldn't. It wouldn't be um, cancelled out as an option. Mm-hmm. But I think it would just be the last option. Yeah. I get, I get, I get you. And the thing that I brought this, you know, this ban about is because uh, at twenty, I think they're twenty three now. So a person was, t- they were under sixteen, maybe I think they were th- fourteen or uh, thirteen or fourteen, and they're twenty three now, and they were able to get um, testosterone, I think it was, or mm-hmm. some sort of blocker. And now they're saying that at that age, they were too young to make up their minds about that. They were too young to consent to that. Mm-hmm. And so they've obviously gone through the courts and they've, they've, you know, got it banned. And that's where it's come from. Uh, I would say that, you know, under 16, it is quite young. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's such a sensitive subject because if you don't feel like you're on the right body, you don't feel like you're in the right body. You don't feel like you're in the right body. You can't argue with, you can't, I can't friggin' argue with you that. You can't argue can with I? that. No. And a lot, a lot of the time, it, it does actually change. Like it doesn't yeah. change their mind. Their minds don't change. Me, remember, I told you. I spoke about this about this before. Mm-hmm. That I thought I was trans when I was in primary yeah. school. Yeah, I don't feel like that today. So I feel yeah. like if there were hormone block, but I don't think my mom would have ever authorized that way. But yeah. if, if, were, if I had the option, yeah, and I took them, I guess when you stop, you like everything goes back to normal, right? When you stop mm-hmm. taking them, anyway. yeah, it does. Yeah, but I don't. I just don't. I don't know if I took them and then I continue to take tea and stuff like that, how, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, do feel, as well. I do feel like it is under 16, way too young. I've seen some documentaries. I've seen, you know, um, I've seen young people go on hormone blockers or, or tea or whatever, and then go back and change their minds after. And I do feel like, as a young person, you're just too young to make certain decisions. It's the same as everything else, not being able to drink and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Like at the end of the day, you're a child. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, you know, agree what they're doing. Not to say that they were doing it wrong before, because they were definitely like assessing young people, like put, giving them hormone blockers was the la- the last resort that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they were, and and it wasn't everyone, that, it wasn't every young person that came, they were, do, they were giving it to. They were assessing, they were making sure that yeah. these, were seeing, these young people were seeing therapists and stuff like that. So it was like well vetted, but it's still you're still a bit yeah it's still a bit younger isn't I, it? yeah I just feel I, I don't know I just feel I just 100% just feel like I don't want to do anything that's going to that's going to interfere with my child's development yes do you know 100%. what I mean but having said that like 
I feel like if your child don't get to take hormone block, I mean, obviously hormone blockers, if people don't know, like, that, that basically suppresses your, um, like your puberty, puberty taking yeah. place. Yeah. Okay. And when I think about when I was going through puberty and, you know, even if whether you're masculine presenting, you're queer or not, I think a lot of people do feel a bit weird when their body's changing. I think it's yes. a natural thing. It's very uncomfortable, weird. yeah. It is it uncomfortable is. for a lot of people. It's uncomfortable, it was uncomfortable for me. Like when I started my period, it took me years before I was open about talking about my period. Mm. And um, and I feel like, I feel, I feel like maybe if these kids are encouraged to speak about these things together mm. or speak about it with other kids that might be trans as well, then that might help. I don't know if there's any programs where kids that are going through these things at the same time get to speak about them together. Yeah. I think that would help as well. I think definitely think that would help. But at the same time, um, I guess the period will be, it would almost be like a wait period up until they're 18, up until like they're now technically yeah, adults. Adult, they can, yeah. And then they can go into testosterone or estrogen and stuff like that or start looking to have um, surgeries and stuff. But before that, I just think you're just not an adult. I just feel like you shouldn't, I feel like it's, it's an adult, it's an adult, um, it's an adult decision to make i definitely agree with you and i think like you're right about having maybe some sort of like support what what were people doing in citizenship when i was in school we did nothing in citizenship class we did nothing there's that as well it should be taught then as well 100 exactly some sort of support because we're all like everybody is going through might not be going through the same thing but everybody is going through something similar where they feel uncomfortable with their bodies i did but i'm sure when i I used to be a tomboy and when i was growing like Mm -hmm. when i was growing and puberty and getting boobs and stuff like that it was weird do you know what i'm saying it was weird <laughs> <laughs> even now that i mean like i mean doesn't have like boobs or anything like that yeah mm-hmm. but like when you talk about like periods she gets she is yeah, freaked, she's out. freaked out like she's she is freaked out she feels awkward like all these when they have these um lessons and stuff and she comes back to tell me about them or if i just say i'm my period she goes ah she, literally when i tell her, tell her i'm my period she starts screaming like, <laughs> why is she screaming <laughs> she actually starts screaming whenever i say my period if i want to get on my nose all i have to say is period and she just starts screaming why is she that is so funny but it's so but it's so true though like we we all felt uncomfortable at the time and it would be nice for these kids to be reassured that you know it's normal and really really talk about it because mm-hmm. i and, and especially i feel like as well with parents parents because I, when i was growing up it was just like oh just don't have sex there was nothing about oh your body's changing and you may feel uncomfortable i just don't think that our parents had the language for it. I don't think they were their their minds were they prioritized other things. Of course, survival because this country mm-hmm. is a bit mad, especially mm-hmm. when you're an, an immigrant. So that's where their minds were f- like focused. But we didn't get that. Do you know what I mean? When we was growing up, so it would be good now to start doing that. Start talking to your kids about their body changing, and not just about sex, and not about putting the fear into them about not having sex or getting pregnant and stuff. Mm, getting pregnant and yeah it's important like let's talk about how your body is changing and how that makes you feel and if you feel comfortable if you feel awkward and what we can do to support you and make you feel more comfortable things like that that's really important mm-hmm. but one thing that stood out to me when I was reading up on this was that um 
So they say between the 4th of March 2019 to the 1st of March 2020, Mm -hmm. um, 171 young people were referred to endocrinology. um, And this is the the initial step before medical intervention, yeah? Mm -hmm. So out of the 60 were males and um, 111 were females. Which makes me think like there's definitely a lot more, you know, young girls who feel they don't feel comfortable in their bodies. Mm-mm-mm. And I don't know, I think it's because maybe, yeah, I don't know if there's, if girls go through more in puberty. I know guys lose their, I mean, their voice breaks. Yeah, the Adam's apple. Yeah, Adam's apple. And I yeah, just down below, they, they get to that leaking. They, yeah, they, they <laughs> have wet dreams and they get boners out of anywhere, out of mm-hmm. nowhere. But I don't know what else they go through. But I guess with girls, you know, you start to get your period, your boobs, you know, start growing and stuff like that. And, you know, I I don't know. I feel like it's more of a physical thing. Like, you can actually see it happen. Mm-mm-mm. And maybe that's because up until puberty, boys and girls are, like, the same, right? Yeah, Unless even they, Abby, like, they should play football against boys' teams because they haven't gone through puberty yet. Right. So, yeah. like, up until that point, they're the same. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you're different now. You can mm-hmm. get pregnant. You know, you've got your periods, you know, you're yeah. growing boobs. Like that's a, then and then that also becomes sexualized. And I feel like maybe that's the reason why we were just like, ill boobs, I don't want boobs, because when your boobs grow, it's just like, okay, now you're this mm. you're this sexual person because you've got boobs. Yeah. But no, you're a friggin' child. And I feel like a, a lot of us growing up, like young girls, what's what tomboys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, like I was a tomboy, mm-hmm. but a lot even my sister was a tomboy. Yeah, a lot of girls who are the most feminine feminine now wear tomboys <laughs> yeah, exactly. as well. <laughs> like, my sister used to just wear tracksuit bottoms. Mm. Tracksuit bottoms and trainers, bruv. Do you know what I'm saying? And, I, yeah. and it's very, it's very, it's very funny, but it's very interesting that a lot, there's a lot more girls wanting to be referred about like, you know, gender dysphoria. Okay. I was saying to you the other day, like, I, feel, I wonder if that's anything to do with how... Um, we're all like masculine presenting people are portrayed or the lack of portrayal there is mm. and compared to like um like the more feminine gay guys yeah and like you know you watch a movie or tv program there's always a gay best friend yeah you know what i mean how many times is there a masculine presenting i anything? don't see it I do you know what i mean yeah they might come and do the, put the post through or something like that <laughs> but, do you know what i mean but there's like there's not really ever really reoccurring roles mm. and it hasn't been i think as more recently we might see like one or two but it's still nowhere near like um the, uh, with the ugly betty's or the whatever shows there's just there's always yeah. going to be the token yeah. guy that like, he's gay do you know what i mean yeah. and i don't know if that's something to do with the fact that we don't know how to maneuver we don't know if there's a space for us in society based on what we've seen because mm. even being masculine presenting a lot of the time you're the only one in your year group in school that you can really remember like if you're lucky there might be others yeah. but in your when your journey of growing up a lot of time there's you don't really see them around yeah and i, I feel like maybe yeah you just don't and i don't know if that has anything to do with 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 it because like is there is there a space for me in society whereas mm. some of the guys they they might feel like you know what I mean? they see themselves that's the thing mm-hmm. like as you said like there is always you know the token gay uh best friend male best friend who's camp you know and 
that we see a lot of that. We we see a lot of that. I can name a lot lots of shows. You know, you mentioned Ugly Betty. I remember Will and Grace. Do you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. always there's always that representation. But for us, there is definitely. I mean, us masculine presenting girls. Like, there's definitely. I I, I can maybe quite recently there's one show on um netflix netflix called grant army and there was a random well she was a friend of of one of the main characters and she was masculine presenting and then mod oh what's that 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 thing um that show with lena waif she was the like the masculine oh yeah i forgot it's called yeah 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 yeah. um i can't remember what it's called but that was quite good actually yeah that's quite recent like Mm. do you know what i'm saying that's recent and i can't think of any more so i think you definitely got a point there we just don't see enough of us to i feel like if if they saw enough of like masking presenting young people in media and tv or whatever then it'd be like okay there's someone that looks at me and mm-hmm. okay do you know what i'm saying um but i don't want to i also while we're having this conversation i don't want to invalidate you know trans people trans 100 yeah. guys or how they feel like obviously however they feel everything is totally valid but it was just interesting to me that there was more you know girls that were you know feeling like this thing boys you know, a hundred, a hundred and eleven and sixty. There's, 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 you know, it's quite a bit of a difference. That, yeah, I do think that. Um, even I just, I just put myself in the sh- those shoes from younger me that thought that I wanted to be a boy, mm-hmm. and it was because I didn't think that like, I could have these interests and dress the way I wanted to dress as a girl. Yeah, it was genuinely that. It was just like, raw, like, how am I going to be a girl and go to school or go to, um. Yeah, go to school and mm-hmm. be like this. I remember, like, when I was in year seven, I went to a mid school when I was in year seven, and there this guy who was in year above me that everyone fancied, and all that. Mm-hmm. He just stopped me in the middle of the playground for everybody and was like, Are you a girl or a boy? And I was just like, Oh, I'm a boy. I just said I was a boy because, yeah, I thought if I said it was a girl, it would have brought too much um, attention to myself. Okay. So just because I was, I always had my hair came rolled back. Mm-hmm. I basically used to wear to, um, wear the uniform that the boys used to wear. I don't think, back then, I don't think my mom even really took notice of the fact yeah. that I used to do that. Yeah. But I used to wear the boys' uniform. Um, I always ha- I had played basketball with the boys or football with the boys in lunchtime. I didn't really have female friends. Wow. And I just felt like it would take all the attention away from myself mm. if I just said I was a boy. Did I want to say that I was a boy? No. Yeah. But it did take the attention. I just said I was a boy and he walked away and that was the end of the story. Mm. If I said I was a girl, God, Lord knows what he would have, what he would have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It probably would have went on and on and on. You know how kids are. Kids are fucking cruel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in year seven. Oh, man. <laughs> you was new there, bro. Like, yeah, I was new to secondary school. Like this guy in year eight that everyone fancies is coming up to me to say this. Oh, my days. Yeah, that would have brought way too. If everyone fancies him, that would have brought way too much attention. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I remember being in school and like, girl saying to me oh you're like a boy but you're because i went to girl school so obviously i was a girl <laughs> and but she was like you're 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 a girl but you're like a boy and you're cute and it was just like at the time i didn't really understand it i was just like oh i don't want to be a boy i don't want to yeah. be like a boy kind of thing like do you know what i mean i want to be a girl but i still wanted to be me and the way that i looked do you know what i'm saying it was just it was so weird oh we just we didn't have enough growing up we, we really had to figure yeah. things out for ourselves and it was yeah. confusing it was so confusing <laughs> isn't it now when i went to our ladies um 
which was a girl school. So my, my school got shut down. <laughs> so I oh, yeah. girl school next year. And it was the only option was to, I don't think that I would be as feminine as I am today if I didn't go to our ladies. Mm. I think I would have just, be, I, maybe I would have transitioned. I don't know. Don't, yeah. I don't know. But I was very different. And I just feel like we're in this school, had to wear a skirt. Um, everybody was, it was Catholic school, so everybody was um, homophobic. You know, the people that were out and gay used to get bullied. No, so, no. like, I had to, I had to become this person, and a lot of it hasn't left me. It just is what it is. Mm. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just feel like it's important. Like in the in the ages where people are finding out who they are in the, like the development stages, that people are taught about every type of person there is to be and not just tell them oh there's a gay there I think there needs to be it needs to be in detail Mm. I think every single like non-binary trans um, cisgendered queer like all these things need to be Mm -hmm. taught in those ages so that everyone can identify one or the other and not feel like they have to act as one or feel Mm -hmm. like they have to do this and I feel like it's important that all of these when they're taught they're also validated that you have a space in society as well yes i think i feel like examples of people that are there before them are also given to them as well yeah i agree a hundred percent because you have to remember that there's a spectrum and we all fall into that like you know whether that's gender or sexual orientation like we all fall into that whether we're at the end or in somewhere in between Mm -hmm. and if you don't get examples of that and we're talking about representation again if you don't get examples of mm-hmm. that you're going to be very confused you're going to think that you're not normal and you are fucking normal like however mm-hmm. you feel is normal like if however you, you feel yeah if you're not trying to like you know if you're not trying to like murder somebody like however you feel about especially about you about your identity about who you are who you may be attracted to that is very very normal like it's not going against the grain it's not it's not unnatural it's very natural and that's what we need Mm -hmm. to step away from things that you know like we've been taught in society that's you know been taught for decades and decades and that's been seen as normal just because they've been taught for decades and decades no they've just like that might be what we've been taught but it's always been there. So when these things were being taught as the norm, there were other things that were just being discarded and left by the wayside. And, and it's been happening for years. And I think that now is a time where people are like, no, we can't just like invalidate how people feel and just, you know, say that however they're feeling is not normal, not natural. Like it is very natural. If it wasn't, why would so many people feel how they feel? Yeah. Do you know feel the same way, yeah. Exactly. So it's very important that we try and support young people. Like they friggin' need it. We mm-hmm. needed it when we was younger. Young people need the support. Like mm-hmm. you know, as if you're a parent, if you're a guardian, you need to put your the ch- the child's best interest like first. That's important. Like you know, safeguarding, making sure that mental health is is good. Support is very very important. And, yeah, um, and if that support means you have to authorize the blockers, then that's what it means. I mean, Do you yeah, know what I mean, like whatever stage that you feel like it, yeah. we're not saying that the blockers they should just be eradicated. That is wrong and stuff. No. like No. We're just saying there should be other options just because they're young. They, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. that goes with anything that mm-hmm. that children put in their bodies. Like they even come down to food. Mm-hmm. That comes down to like all sorts of stuff. Like yeah. I don't allow my child to drink, drink fizzy drinks. Do you know what I mean? It just mm-hmm. just because her teeth are developing. Mm-hmm. So there's just um, yeah, that's just that's just what it is, really. I hear that. 
that's yeah that's so important but um yes we were speaking about before we were speaking about you know um people queer people being displaced of course mm-hmm. you know we're going through a pandemic is there any like um support you know groups that you know about or i don't know um, if you check the black lgbt fund mm-hmm. <laughs> if you check us out then we have some support um on our page let me just read it out for y'all um because yes. i don't know off my head <clears throat> yes, so, yes, so you can just so if you are like having housing problems like if you've come out like we were speaking about housing about um coming out earlier and people have been kicked out there's a housing support through the shelter that you can support um there's also lgbt foundation um Boomer society lgbt switchboard lgbtq outside and these are all for um, lgbt support and housing Mm. Uh, for mental health support the Samaritans is there and for domestic violence you can contact the Haven um, network and also like you've got um, uh, what do you call it what they called again Queer Black Christmas what's their oh, what's their actual charity called again I just retweeted so sorry guys I just tweeted <laughs> it today Queer Black Christmas is it black exists loudly UK exists loudly exists loudly yeah is there um Black like trans LGBT funds, Black Trans UK. Mm-hmm. These are all people that are out here to like help and stuff. Like reach out to them. They will give you resources that you need to do. Um, that all that you can reach out to see if you need further help. But like you're actually not alone in this in all of this stuff. There's we're lucky now to be in a place where um people like us have gone through what they've gone through and mm-hmm. now we're in a position to help others. Yeah. And obviously we've been given all this fund all this money from donators to help you guys. So like come forward and like ask for something. Like if if it's um okay to give, then you will be given. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But um hundred percent. But yeah. This is cool. Yeah, that's so funny. Like we have been through it and Yes, and and it and it and it might be shit at the moment, but it does actually get better. And I'm just want if you're going through, you know, you've if you've come out and it wasn't you didn't get the best, you know, reaction from your family members. I just want you to hang on in there because it does get better. And you know, I know it's easy for me to say this right now because I've gone through it, but I just need you to hang on. I promise. I promise, like, I would never lie. It it does get better. So just hang on in there. Yeah. And um, just make sure you have people that you can count on around you. You know, family, they can be quite difficult. So just make sure that you have maybe some friends, some allies, some cousins, you know, some Mm -hmm. other family members, because parents sometimes they can be mad. So just make sure that you find, you know, your tribe and you find people who are going to support you. 100%. Yeah. And the community is there for you, boy. Yes, yes. Some queer friends. We do not. We, I feel. I feel like there needs to be a space for queer people to meet each other to be friends. Mm. Like an online space. I know. We need to make this forum. We we need to make this forum. We do. That's what I was thinking about. I didn't want to say it because it gives me a second. Cut that bit out. There. Cut that bit out. Cut that bit out. It doesn't even say how long we're into it. Now I'm gonna say we the time. We're fifty-seven minutes. Oh, this does okay. Yeah, fifty-seven minutes. You, go, you need to go there and cut that bit out. I think the rest of it can stay. Let's go there and cut so that. We bit do out. know what exactly that like, we do need. It. It's just that it's such a project that yeah. <laughs> 
take a lot, but it's so necessary, boy, because yeah. it's the thing where we can't answer all the DMs sometimes that mm-hmm. we get. So, mm-hmm. um, but yes, yes, I think that's all for today, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes. So thank you so much for tuning in. I say tune in like it's some radio, but thanks for listening. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, happy new year. Um, let us know what you want us to hear us talk about this year. Even if you want to come on the podcast, like hit us up if you want to be a guest, um, with your subject that you want to speak about. Yeah, please, guys. A lot of people come contact us, they want to talk about cheating that people that cheat. Nah, guys, <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> you want to talk about cheating? It's every day. How would I talk about this? How many times I feel like cheating is is like including other subjects it doesn't need to be a subject on its own uh, yeah that's I, uh, 100% oh it could be but oh god do I want to talk about cheating Not we really. don't want to put the narrative out there that queer people are just some cheating promiscuous tribe do you know what I mean I think that's more of the hetero lot to be fair girl anyway that's another <laughs> subject that's another subject so yeah thanks for tuning in make sure you use the hashtag Tutus podcast on twitter um do rate and review us on the Apple podcast and follow us on Spotify. Don't forget to use the hashtag Tutus podcast once again. And thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Peace. Peace.